0: You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Here we go. Hiya, Jeffrey. Hi,
1: Jeffrey. Am I in scene yet? Yeah. Hi, Rona. <laughs> how you doing?
0: I'm great. I'm great. Uh, Ready for another interesting and um, in-depth podcast.
1: Absolutely. And we're experimenting as always. This time we're working with uh, only two cameras instead of three.
0: Yeah, we'll give it a shot. And uh, we should probably tell people who we are.
1: Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm Jeffrey. (laughs)
0: Yeah. This is Jeffrey Hansler. I'm Rona Lewis, and welcome to Biz Souls. We get to the heart and soul of business and the people who make it happen.
1: Well, I'm in a mood today. Yes. <laughs> All day. Well, that's, that's good. Like what that. are we talking about today, Rona?
0: Storytelling.
1: Oh, I love storytelling. I love storytelling. storytelling. Yeah. I and know.
0: There, there, there's so much more that goes into it. And you guys are going to get um, the the facts and, and interesting uh, stories behind the facts, because storytelling is a playful way of getting facts, figures, and opinions. I always tell tell people, uh, tell me a story as opposed to tell me about yourself, you know. Uh, and I think it's just a, a great way to get information.
1: Yeah, and uh, as I bang the mic and make noise, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, I forgot to start the timer here. So.
0: That's okay. Well, so I'll, I'll go on. So our main action point today is that storytelling is, in fact... The best way to get points across, like I just said, and for changing behaviors, um, it could be anywhere. And this is a business podcast, so for us, it's uh, it's employees and organizations, uh, and we will be stretching that a little bit uh, in our examples to the world around us because storytelling is pervasive. You know?
1: Absolutely. And why do you think it works? Just I mean, we're going to get into the neuroscience of it. Just you know, top of the head, why is it? Why do you think it works?
0: Well, for me, I get bored easily. If someone just comes up and starts listing facts and numbers and showing me pie charts, you know, I am immediately hearing Charlie Brown's teacher. wah, 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 wah,
1: You do that very well. Like,
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's the nasal, um, yeah. Hey, wait, and it's, does I, a new
1: I, generation hard. know about Charlie Brown? I mean, other than the
0: they special. should. If you haven't seen Charlie it, Brown the, specials, yeah, the where, gra- it's a it's the great, know. it's a great pumpkin. Charlie Brown, the great pumpkin. Yeah, I. Yeah, I hope they. Charles Schultz needs to be remembered.
1: Well, he's been taken out of. He's been taken out of some schools.
0: Oh well, yeah, that's not the yeah. only thing. We will get to that. Yeah, in, anyway, in, in a minute.
1: Um, anyway. yeah, and yeah. so. Um, you know, the thing is, is when you say that, I, I realize stories work and at the uh, by the same token, why don't I always use them? Why do I sometimes just start with facts? And... I was thinking about this as we were doing this podcast and I think our brain's lying to us. I think it wants to think that we're smarter than we are and yeah. so we remember the facts except what we we forget to do is if we translate just the facts is the stories that were told to us the facts get or how we turn those facts into stories into our head. Mm-hmm. So storytelling definitely is, is the way to go and I think when we truncate it and don't use stories it's it's because our our brain just isn't really, you know, uh, it taken a shortcut yeah. maybe
0: and we actually saw this in uh in in real life uh, was it was it last week we did the, the ATd
1: right right yeah
0: um that's advanced training and development um for and no it's association, association of Talent Talent for, development. Oh, oh. I wish it was advanced <laughs> i like, you know, no, like no, just think like, of
1: what we do as advanced
0: see I just told that that was a fable <laughs> <laughs> and this is and, and this is why that I get was, this yeah, wrong. That was I mean, just, just
1: a screw up. just, a, just, so just a
0: screw up. Uh, Jeffrey uh, has been doing uh, webinars with them for for years, and I just started doing it what a little over a year ago. Yeah, and I yeah. still don't know what they're called. I'm so sorry. They're going to be listening and just.
1: She's not well, a I member. She's, not, she's not a member back. of ours. She's just helping out on I am, our. I am. I'm
0: just assisting. Anyway, story, we digress. We okay. digress. Um, the uh, so. The story within the story is that as we were giving the webinar, Jeffrey, you were concentrating a little bit more on on the facts. And I was just rallying, you know, rallying in there with, oh, and here's a story that that goes with that. And as people were um, replying to us and, and after, after it was
1: over yeah. people. some people had some questions and comments and they wanted to compliment. Did they send them to me? No. Their <laughs> member? Their past president? <laughs> they're, 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 they're,
0: they're, no, they didn't me? send them to it me. It was
1: about me once they again. They sent <laughs> And it's because I, I, I want to think it's, well, she's much more likable. She's also, yes. um, she was telling stories, whereas I was just focused on the facts on it. And right. her stories connected with people, which they do. So let's get into some of the discoveries of neuroscience okay. and uh, why we're hardwired for stories. All right. And why they make an emotional connection.
0: Well, they do make an emotional connection. You know, what I, um, uh,
1: can Did I throw in facts? To I was just, off? I was
0: just gonna, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, let it's me a, just. Go ahead. It's I was gonna do it, but I, was, but I got lost. <laughs> it's
1: estimated that 65 uh, percent of all human interactions are, are revolve around storytelling.
0: And you know what? It's it's so pervasive in our society and and how we communicate. We don't even realize it.
1: No, no, I know it's 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 something that we've become unconscious of because we do it so often like language. And and one of our one of our future podcasts is going to be on words and and the words words. are
0: important. They are
1: important. And anyway, second fact, people can recall 22, uh, uh, 22 facts, 22 times more effectively when those facts are in a story than if they're just listed, you know, logically. Right.
0: Because they're more relatable. And especially if they, you know, agree with them. Um, and you had you had a story about the realization of the importance of stories. Didn't so, you?
1: so you know, like as I say, when I got into try business, saying that five and, times faster. Yeah, exactly. Complete, I, can think, a, I can think a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yeah, look, look. I've been you know, as we grow up, we tell stories all the time. We just don't think about them. And you know, I didn't think about them in business. And obviously, leadership went through this because I remember at a time when people. People kept telling, you know, coming, doing presentations on storytelling and how valuable it was and how leaders need to learn stories. And it just went in one ear and out another until I was invited um, uh, uh, into Tony Moizos' uh, group, Portola Valley Riding Club. It was a bunch of cowboys that got together. So
0: so Tony Moizos
1: is a cowboy? He's a, his family owns most of ranch, uh, Santa Margarita. I okay. Know rancho santa margarita okay. santa margarita anyway the, their family's been around i know for the long. wine Spanish line, santa margarita isn't that, yeah, isn't anyway. that a wine anyway <laughs> um i hear all these guys from different walks of, of life and then they they always they had a story selling story telling section there uh-huh. and in that storytelling you could just see this entire crowd of guys they just moved in they got closer they got quiet it reminded me of kids sitting around in school just listening to a story and they were mesmerized by it. And one of the things they started doing was telling about the stories that other people had told. And then they started telling the stories and the whole day they'd been talking about what happened last year's event or the year before. Mm-hmm. So it just I all of a sudden it connected with me how critical stories were to communities, to people, to business leaders. I'm sorry I went off on that.
0: No, you're not, because you really like it. And and my first thought was a bunch of cowboys sitting around like in Blazing Saddles <laughs> and the fart scene. <laughs> Shows you where mine, mine See, and that's and- what
1: stories do. They trigger thoughts like that, They're although t- I didn't want to trigger the fart scene. It so, was, but it's a
0: classic. Come uh, on, folks. You've, uh, if you haven't seen it, Blazing Saddles. Okay. Mel Brooks is one of the, the greatest storytellers. And you know what? And storytelling, is imp- and it's been important throughout history. You know, history. Um, Many years ago, in a land far, far, you know, uh, away, called—I uh, don't know what they—they called it then—but during the Middle Ages, Middle Ages, um, you the know, Africa, they, they the... have that most people couldn't read. So they had, you know, um, ancient Africa had, uh, they were called griots. We had um, minstrels and troubadours and bards in the, the Middle Ages and um, uh, trouvères in, in, in France. There was, a, you know, they, they had another name for everything in all these different languages, you know. Uh, and they went around telling stories, telling news. That's how all these get um, passed down. You know, look at um, uh, Appalachia. Yeah. They, uh, uh, there's, uh, they they tell tell stories for, um to to keep their history going. So that's and that's how they uh, did it. And we don't know what's, real and what isn't. You know, like and, uh, King Arthur.
1: And Appalachia, I immediately think of Deliverance and, uh, <laughs> you know, Burt Reynolds and and and. And that's a all. That's a
0: really anyway. interesting story. Okay.
1: Anyway, and and Native yes. Americans here in the United States. Right. Before we lose the thought. I mean, the, the, the group that came across the, the Barrier Strait and settled, they think genetically every tribe in North and South America is connected genetically to that group. Well, they were all through storytellings and legends. That's how they passed on mm-hmm. um, the important parts of the tribe. That's mm-hmm. how they collected the group. So,
0: And even that even goes into, uh, and I'm going to just make a real quick point because we can talk about this point all day and how storytelling is all is in religion no matter what religion you're. From, oh, yeah. You know, parables and fables and all that Oh, kinds they've of got stuff.
1: stories up, and, yeah. and, you know, they've been trying to piece together what, what's real and what's not. Like right. you mentioned King Arthur. Right. They still can't prove whether King Arthur was a real person, individual. They think right. that there's some character he's based on, you know, It but uh, who you knows know? how much is true about that. And there's, uh, and the,
0: wasn't there like a famous Viking? There's a, a show on the History Channel and a blanket on Eric uh, the uh, Red. Uh, yes, and that wasn't who I was uh, thinking of. It was, um, but there was somebody was that we think is a uh, combination of a few ancient leaders that, you know, went to England and, uh, you know, tried to take over land and they let them stay and all. So uh, that was a whole thing. And so we just don't don't know. And um, and it's at least a uh, a way of moving history forward, you know.
1: Well, and, and just to show how important stories are, uh, there's a movie, a John Ford movie, The, the, uh, the Man Who Shot Liberty Bounce. And there's oh, a line it that stood out with me. Yeah. And it says, uh, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. And what that's just yeah. telling is, is the power of stories. And, and that brings us to what's going on now. Um, you know cancel cultures uh, there are a lot of uh, negative aspects of cancel culture and um, i th- i think the positive aspects of it are they realize how important stories are mm. and they want to get away from these legends and get into the the story so that credit could be given where credit is well, and
0: and we get in in trouble um the editorial we—not you know—in uh, in terms of being able to pick and and choose for an agenda, uh, and this is something near and dear to my heart as a person of the. Jewish, Jewish faith because I'm not that re- religious. And, you know, I am. You're not going to my... catch
1: her at an Orthodox synagogue. No, Let's no, put it this way. No, because
0: I don't believe we should be separated. That's a, that's a whole different different thing. But, um, and um, oh. the uh, Mao story, and that's M-A-U-S. Uh, I read this book years ago and I'm blanking on, on, on who wrote it. And uh, uh, there's a school board in Tennessee who removed it because it's uh, supposedly inappropriate content for, for children. Mouse is a story of the, of the Holocaust. It's basically a graphic novel. It's a
1: children's novel yeah, about,
0: about the Holocaust. Yeah. And, um, and,
1: uh, the mouse is the, uh, German. Smelling, uh, the, isn't? the, my, uh, the mice are the Jews yes, and the, the, just, the, yeah, the um, the cats, the cats
0: are the uh, Germans.
1: Are, are, well, let's not say German. Let's say Nazis. Nazis.
0: Okay. Fair Nazis. enough. Fair enough. Um, not all,
1: he, not all German People weren't Nazis. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, yes. That's all another thing.
0: Yeah. Um, and even now, uh, school systems are changing history books so that they don't have to teach about the Holocaust. Uh, 31 states do not require schools to teach, to tell the story about the Holocaust. And I just think that's a horrible thing. It's, you know what? It's it, it's like, you know, how much do we really talk about the Japanese in internment camps here?
1: Well, and and it's not it's not a positive history that we want to to do. And it it's important, your
0: yeah. And it's important for both stories to be told forever.
1: And this is and that that's uh, we'll, we'll end the thing on cancel culture here. That's yeah. that's where um, you, you're trying to cancel history that happened. You can't learn. You know, it's the old thing. You know, if you fail to learn from history, or however the quote goes, you know, those who fail. To learn from history, we're going to make a, the a same mistakes.
0: Repeat it, right?
1: Yeah. And so and, and
0: and speaking of quotes, we have a bunch of quotes that uh, about storytelling that we want to share, don't we?
1: Uh, yeah, we do. Um, so it, just well, just to show you that it's not. It, it, well, how, how widespread it is and all the different perspectives you can take in stories. And yeah. we're just really scratching the surface here. So Jonathan Gottschall, who is the author of the storytelling animal, he said, human life is so bound up in stories that we are thoroughly desensitized to their weird and witchy power. That's like us kids and telling the stories. And it was only after so many years that I, I realized the power of stories at, at a cowboy event and mm-hmm. how it applied to business.
0: And then going to the opposite end of the... Um uh, of of the spectrum, uh, chairman and CEO of the Worldwide Wrestling Entertainment, Vince McMahon, said a season of pro wrestling is a series of storylines culminating with the annual WrestleMania extravaganza. It's all backstory.
1: It's all backstory. And you realize it's important. And uh, you know, what's funny is that's one of the things that I would I observed and didn't know how to classify. When I was younger, my grandfather on my dad's side came mm-hmm. over from Switzerland. He didn't speak much English. <gasps> Jeffrey, you're telling a story. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't speak much English. And um, he used to love watching two things on show. Well, uh, wrestling, uh, okay. professional wrestling, and he loved roller derby. And what was hilarious,
0: heavy duty, serious sports. He loved
1: watching those things, even though he didn't understand them. He could tell the story by the way they were acting and what they doing and the expressions on things. So he knew there was backstory going on. and He was fascinated with it.
0: Well, and that's uh, just another quick, uh, quick point. Storytelling is not always just with just just verbally. You know, people tell stories with their mimes. You know, they, there's, there's all different ways of uh, telling stories. All right, back to the uh, quotes. Uh, so, um, uh, uh,
1: psychologist Melanie Green and Timothy Brock, uh, they did a bunch of research, and uh, uh, they found that, and this is very important for business people, the more absorbed readers are in a story, which is why you should really craft them and put them together, mm-hmm. the more the story changes them. And so that's when we get into culture. That's one of the things we listen to when we go on for cultural organization. Mm-hmm. We listen to the stories they're telling. Mm-hmm. And um, Ed Schein talks about that all the time. He said you, you get, you find those espoused values from the informants and the stories they tell.
0: And the, well, excuse me, that's, that's what makes a compelling storyteller. It's if you can at least get people to uh, to listen and even better help change their, their minds at, or, and at least see all, all angles, that's incredibly important.
1: You know? So let's hear some, uh, what are some other benefits of stories and, and quotes from people?
0: Uh, Barry Schwartz, who is the author of The Paradox of Choice. Why, one of your people? One of my people. Why more is, is less. I bet he wants mouse to to stay in the in this school he probably does. He does there's a point where all of this choice starts to to be not only unproductive but counterproductive a source of pain regret worry and about missed opportunities and unrealistically high expectations basically what he's saying is if you just throw a bunch of things out it gets it gets cluttered and you're not going to get to the to the gist of it and stories remove the clutter and they provide a path to the answer. They they organize things and get rid of the minute details that might confuse people.
1: Yeah. And George Lakoff said, he said, look, when you control attention, what you do with the story, and he wrote it in the book, Don't Think of an Elephant, mm-hmm. when you control their attention. Now I'm thinking
0: of an elephant. Great. Thanks.
1: You control <laughs> their conclusions. And his statement is ultimately the story that gets the most attention is repeated the most often wins the day, which is sad about what media is doing with the stories they're telling. Right. It's just terrible because they're telling these stories that win the day that are absolutely destructive mm-hmm. to the fabric of what everybody's trying to do to get to move ahead.
0: Well, yes. And, um, you know, and it's, it's also how they uh, tell them. So that's, um, you know, it's, well, well, we'll get to that. There's, um there's actually a really cool thing that, uh, uh, a study that happened um, in Brazil. And they found that with, with hospitalized children, the ones that were told stories had higher levels of oxytocin, which is a feel-good hormone, and lower levels of cortisol which is the stress hormone then a control group you know stories they say uh, they say music comes the savage breast stories i remember when i was a kid my mom had one, had a bunch of uh
1: winnie the pooh wait, books wait let's go back what? Music comes the strategic breast.
0: It's, it's actually not no, beast music... it's 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 uh, savage breast not not savage breast? beast that's the quote it's really? not beast yes yes look it up
1: Really? Wow. So they're talking about uh, uh, don't hell it, no. don't go, no fury. <laughs> That's
0: right. Um, so anyway, so my mom used to read to me all the time from books she had as a child. I actually still had them. Um I, I don't think they're first editions, but they're uh, I think they're a book of four Winnie the Pooh, A.A. Milne. And she used to read them to me and I would fall asleep to them because, you know, it's the sound of the voice. When you st- when you tell stories like this, and even when you you make character, it's 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 fun. It makes you feel safe, you know. It's psychological safety, no matter where you are. And I fell asleep, and that's what happened with these with these kids. And when you have less cortisol, the body can can heal better.
1: Well, and Winnie the Pooh is great because Winnie was Mr. Positive. He was, and, and
0: then there's Eeyore.
1: Eeyore, so so kids learned about making choices to be positive or yeah, negative. Yeah, they could they
0: could, they could um, learn to think positively.
1: Right, and every once in a while, you if I remember correctly, he he helped out. Like when they had to pull on his tail once. Except, the, well,
0: no, they would. The, yeah, they used to pull on his his, his tail. No, his that's tail you know, the tail saved Pin the tail, pin the yes.
1: It tail the saved them. Yes. Pin the yes.
0: Pin the tail on the on the donkey, or as we say in New York, donkey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So um, uh, uh, Daniel uh, Weinstecker talks about um, your stories creating a small hero that overcomes things, um, Harry that Potter. gets through the day. Yeah, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, that's exactly what Harry Potter is about. And look at that, what that did for J.K. Rowling. Wow. You go, girl. Yeah, exactly. So, and um, there's also some uh, evidence that um, that storytelling um, helps drug addicts um, and or addicts of any kind. Um, it it gives them a sense of um, it helps reduce their um, anxiety Oops. by and they tell therapy stories about helping each other and that's basically the premise for tri- uh, for a uh, AAA uh, Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> so,
0: yeah, well, that's, which that's which is why people have been driving <laughs> I think uh, AAA and
1: AA are probably pretty same there's a
0: there's a bunch of A's in there anyway. <laughs> um, well, all due, all due respect for, for uh, for both AAA and Alcoholics Anonymous. And yes, they were. Uh, it's called narrative therapy, yeah. And basically, they would tell stories um, that mirrored the issue that these um, drug users were were going through, and it helped them realize that they weren't the only ones. You know, a lot of times, people who who go through health issues and mental issues need to know that they are not the only ones that are. Uh, going, going through this, you know.
1: Well, and stories help with all kinds of things. Uh, and uh, military leaders tell stories, they, they, or or they make enemies. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are we are one. We are a group. We're together, and the enemy. Sports coaches use them all the time. That's right. We need to beat these guys, and they they build their stories for it. And and um, you know, uh, I'm I'm sure Brady had some good stories in the huddle to tell. No people. doubt.
0: And yes, to to your point, you know, it's um, stories help us realize um who's with us who's against us what's safe and what's what's dangerous wh- if, if it's good or bad if it's important or or not important you know it's um it, it, depending on how you frame a story um you know because you can you can spin right. it very easily uh it it, it teaches us lessons like
1: that. yeah yeah and by the way mr brady um uh, my mom loved you you were Favorite of all else besides New England Patriots, and uh, you know if you want to join us on podcast anytime, just call us up. We'll <laughs> we'll be happy to squeeze you in.
0: But we're not talking politics, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, so uh, let's get on to you yeah. know the kind of form story story takes uh, storytelling takes. Oh, what are, are some of um,
0: uh, well everything from analogies similes uh, metaphors and those are
1: know, all pretty much the same right
0: okay
1: uh, uh, i mean they're we're using comparisons yes. to help clarify ideas and um they're slightly different on them you know like uh oh uh simile might be um something like i you know i heard this in uh, the outlaw Josie wales uh, uh you know uh, move your hand slow, pull your gun out slow like molasses in winter. That, that'd be like a simile. That'd be like a simile on it. Um, uh, have you got a favorite metaphor, simile, or analogy?
0: Well, I always I have a, um, a metaphor for, for, for boring people because I, I'm, I'm very picky about who I, I hang out with. If you don't have a quick wit, I, so I always say that they're, they're just about as exciting as a doorknob.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: it's like watching paint dry.
1: Ooh. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. Very good. Good. And and working on organizational development pro- projects is like herding cats. I mean, trying to get everybody on the same page at the right time. Mm-hmm. It really, is, it's not an easy thing to do.
0: Not at all. And, you know, the, and along with all these different forms, all of them accomplish similar things. They help us organize. They help us remember things. Um, they keep us related to things and people. And they help us understand. They help us to change. They help us to learn. You know, so yeah. that's why you know we were saying it's like sixty-five percent of the times we are telling stories, because they do. They are just so helpful.
1: Well, if you include metaphors, similes, and analogies, which are generally pretty short, yeah, and that's why stories don't have to be long. Short. Um, you can even use fables. You know, I yeah. one of the things I use to explain myself is I've been working on my emotional intelligence, which still needs work. Um, you know, one thing really. That, I'm impulsive. Yeah. And so I I, always, I tell about the frog and the Scorpio mm-hmm. story because it explains scorpion. very clearly. It's a scorpion. Scorpion.
0: Scorpio. We won't go into <laughs> astrology right now. Sorry. He was malapropping. That's all right.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't keep track of my own story there. So uh, the scorpion and the scorpion, you know, the frog says, look, I'm not going to carry across the room because you'll sting me. And if you sting me, and the scorpion says, I won't sting you. If I sting you, we'll both drown. And the scorpio can't help it. The scorpion cannot help himself and stings him, and they both drown. And that's what impulsive does. You do it even though you know you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Sometimes you can't help yourself.
0: And and on uh, so social media, uh, Instagram has now Insta Stories. You have you know X amount of time. And you know I I I started doing these little motivational moments on uh, on social media. And my my uh, my nephew uh, Brian Lewis. Shout out to Brian. Bilu's Foods, he's got like 9 million followers on uh, TikTok. So he's like, you gotta be on TikTok and you have to tell the story in a minute or less. Crap. That's not, that's not me. If, if you know me, I like long drawn out stories and I am learning to tell a story in less than a minute, in like 30, 40 seconds. And he's like, don't take a breath. Don't do this. Don't add this. And it's all extra. And and it's, it's awesome because you whittle down to the most important parts. And also people don't have the attention span. You know, everybody has the attention span of a gnat. So that's why TikTok is, is is good. And your moments
1: of motivation, what are they called?
0: Moments of motivation. They're, By but, Rona Lewis? Uh, where are they yeah, posted? But, uh, uh, well, I'm I doing a I commercial them, real quick. No, I don't, I don't call them that anymore. Well, I'm on uh, Rona Lewis. Uh, I think it's Rona Lewis11 on uh, TikTok, but you can. I I, I'll, I have them on the um, Facebook, everywhere. Just, just, right. just look for them. We're, me up, we're you're,
1: tracking you're the stats on that. So, sponsors, if you're listening, oh, watch, right. watch her. Watch I have her two stats up so far. go up because we've now <laughs> mentioned it. Watch <laughs> her stats times. go up. You too could be part of this.
0: Anyway, so that's. But they are. I mean he that that generation is important he's 25 26 sorry. anyway um and then my uh, my niece Sarah gives me the same thing it's it's you know she's in that in that uh, time frame she's an artist does it for different different reasons to sell her uh, business slate and brush studios and uh commercial so there's um there's different reasons you know selling businesses need storytelling also
1: yeah, yeah. And um, you know, a little about the structures. We're getting we'll get into best practices of improving storytelling. Yeah. And we're actually getting into that. So Doug Lippman, um, he's got a book, Improve Your Storytelling. He took something um, that's been around for a while and applied it to storytelling. He says, Look, there's the storytelling triangle, there's the story there's the audience, mm-hmm. and then there's the storyteller. And all three of those have to be considered for constructing good stories. Okay. So that's what your niece is telling you with her expectations as the audience, they have different expectations mm-hmm. than other audiences. It's like watching an old movie. You know, people that, uh, uh, the old movies were structured differently. We don't, we don't have time for those anymore.
0: So is that, is that a metaphor?
1: Oh, that could be a metaphor, yeah. An analogy. An analogy. An
0: analogy. An analogy. An analogy.
1: And then, John. See, we're learning too. So yes, <laughs> it's a constant learning. And John Truby, uh, The Anatomy of the Story, he says stories have to have a premise, character, and movement. And he talked about movement. He goes into the styles of stories like there's a linear story, a meandering story, a spiral story. A I'm really good at, at, at Moran- uh, Meandering
0: Stories.
1: Really? Tell me about it.
0: <laughs> well, it all started back when I. Okay, sorry.
1: So um best practice for improving storytelling well first of all um you know the most so organic way is just tell your friends stories you know Could I, you
0: could you say that again a little slower so I can understand
1: <laughs> <laughs> Was I learning my
0: words <laughs> A little bit The no, more
1: no. <laughs> ag- the most organic way of improving your storytelling is just tell stories to your friends We've lost Rona <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so she told me he a story say- about her brother her brother you <laughs> say watch I can make her own a laugh yeah, him on- yeah, he, <laughs> he would just
0: stick his finger, in the- my brother Mark is the funniest person I know and I laugh at everything he does and he can just put his one finger in the air and I laugh and it's not, you know, if somebody else does it because it doesn't work as well with you, it's him because I always expect him to do something funny and he's so, he, he comes up uh, when I was writing my uh, cookbooks my my two cookbooks called does this cookbook make me look fat he edited it and he added some some great stories and and yeah. and and funny things so he's very story so, uh very funny so uh, and I the only way story.
1: i can make you laugh is just run leave take, i'm sorry <laughs> just come take a take a sentence and turn it into garbage yes <laughs> okay. yes that,
0: that anyways is right. so, it's to tell yeah. stories and for me, you know, I uh, one of the things that I, I do when I go in for uh, to to help teams with their engagement and, and to feel f- more uh, closer to uh, to each other, I'll either do one sentence storytelling or one word storytelling, and it's super fun. And you can do this with your kids, you can do this with your parents, depending on how old you are. Listening to this, um, it's you just someone just starts with an outrageous sentence. And the next person has it's one sentence, and you really have to listen. So it's great for active listening, uh, not coming in with expectations, you know. And um, you can do one word storytelling, and then you don't know where it ends up.
1: And they get but, better as they start telling. Oh stories. my gosh! Start yeah. slow, and
0: right? it 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 opens up your creativity and your innovative thinking. Because a lot of times, you know, we we get in a a, a comfort zone, and storytelling can blow that out of the water. You
1: know? Right. So. Well, and and that's great. Yeah. Are you crying? Yes, I laughing? am. laughing?
0: Yes, I am. I made you cry by laughing. I you just make that. me cry, Jeffrey. You just make me cry.
1: <laughs> look, anyway. I, look, I have, I have clients, and, and for some clients, I do, um, do they, the do, same.
0: Do you make them cry?
1: Too? I make them cry too. <laughs> Uh, I, I love doing the same program over and over because the material's down. You've got it so locked in and you've got the tempo of everything. Mm-hmm. And what you get to do then is change the stories so they match the audience. And, and to me, it's, that's where it comes in. And you can always tell when your story matches. And so you're pulling from these stories you've been building and developing. And that's the other thing. You also develop the stories when you're doing repetition. Right. So again, it's a great way to learn is anytime you're doing something repetition, try different stories out depending on the audience. See which ones work, which ones don't.
0: Yeah, and it's like comedians who go out and, and tell stories and see what, uh, they, they, they beta test their their acts to see what, what connects with the audience? Yeah.
1: You know? and thing. then uh, when I did my little bit of stand-up, just and I didn't do it to be a professional comedy uh, comedian. I did it. Um, He's boy, doing
0: I, really well today. Isn't he? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I did it to improve uh, my, you know, my uh, my improv skills. Right. You know, when uh, when I'm doing programs and stuff like that, yeah. you can tell it's worked well. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. yes, I, am, I am teasing
0: Jeffrey, and he happens to be one of the best facilitators for um for for uh, organizational thera-
1: uh, organizational therapy. Organizational- there you go, Freudian slip. <laughs> well, I was, I was a
0: Freudian slip, yeah, for for uh, organizations and things like that that, well, that I know. Which is the only reason why I can tease him because he's better than I am. So. yeah
1: and- and, and yeah. to me, when I really am focused on working on it better, I write them down. Right. So when you know, I was doing comedy, and that was the point, when I, you had to write it down. And that's one of the best pieces of advice. Mm. Is you tell a story, you try it, and then you write it down. And then somebody said, try it again and again and again. And they said, if a story fails or mm-hmm. a joke fails, rework it and play with it. Don't throw material away. That's why... Um, uh, Seinfeld. I was saying, Jerry,
0: Jerry Seinfeld. He's got. He's, he's had books forever.
1: Well, and he's he had a big trunk that he right. I, he sold to somebody. I think that was yes. all his ideas right. that he didn't use right. because he wanted to start from scratch. Which is wow, amazing. Yeah. So I don't know how this worked for him. Anyway, uh, we got some other points. um, Some other well, ways to improve um, your story. Y- do you want
0: to talk about Annette Simmons?
1: Yeah, I love Annette. She's great. She's, she's, she's very got, fond
0: of you as well. She's Isn't got it?
1: a <laughs> she's got a uh, great, uh, new book out too, and the book is targeted to women. So I haven't looked it up yet. And so I'll let you okay, read it thank and you for tell that. me about it. Anyway. Because she, he would
0: mansplain it to me. That's why. But I'm That was a yeah, joke. Yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry. Go ahead.
1: She said there are six stories everybody has to learn that's a leader or manager. And okay. they're who I am. Why am I here? You have to have vision stories, teaching stories, values and action stories. And you know, I know what you're thinking stories. Great book. And what it does is says these are six categories of stories you should actually have a story in or work on so it's something that you can do it's not do a million stories it's just six types of stories that you should be good at
0: yeah and i that that last one i know what what you're thinking you've actually um when you helped me with some uh, sales stuff you've even said use that because it um it kind of precludes and
1: objection. Yeah, it, it's one of the ways of, of getting, uh, letting people know you're in sync with them yeah. and you understand them and what's going on.
0: Right. Um, and I'm going to add to those six with um, some facts about story structure that will help, um, help no matter where you are. So you always want to make sure that the beginning of your story is about the audience and what you know is going to capture their attention. So basically know your audience you know and then if nothing else know the main parts of your story and you should usually not have more than than three because you'll lose people and any more than that is just way too comedy trips yeah or triples
1: trips triples triples. oh triples oh you have to explain
0: Uh, a good story structure makes it makes it easy uh to put together an effective story so once you have your story structured down, it's easy to tell. it. If you're rambling, I don't know what that's like, Jeffrey, to tell a rambling story. I do this all the time. Um, instead of telling a cohesive story, define your theme. Keep that theme in the back of your mind so that your story is based on that theme. And of course, don't forget the takeaway especially when you're in sales, go, you know, go for the, go for the ask, go for, you know, what's the point and what distinguishes business storytelling from classical storytelling is a clearly stated takeaway, a clearly stated point. There should be no doubt in the listener's mind. Um, about what they should do in response to what you're
1: saying. Well, because then you're taking a risk, and you're you know they've listened to it, they've heard it, and if you don't explain it, somebody who may have been able to follow you and just not able to put the pieces together, and they right. may miss it. So right. takeaways, that, yeah, it's a great thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's like you know Warren Buffett always said, if you can't explain a stock to a five year old, don't buy it. Yeah. It's the same thing, you know. It it's whatever your story you're you're telling it should be easy to
1: understand and follow. Excellent. So should I start with final points? As oh, we yes, you should. Close? Sure. Go ahead. So we've covered, um, uh, you know, why it's hardwired in us. We've covered some of the um,
0: opinions, points, ob- opinions quotes. and points
1: and and uh, the forms of storytelling. And then we've also covered, uh, you know, how you can get better at it. So look, uh, and again, my points are primarily about getting better at it because that's what we're about. So mm-hmm. listen for stories everywhere. You know, watch, uh, read and watch fiction. Understand there are stories there. When you're daydreaming, you're making a story. How did you structure that story? You should also understand um, your vulnerability to stories. Stories are extremely powerful. And if you're emotionally absorbed in a character, you can get lost into it. Mm-hmm. And that's how people get conned, is people, they get caught into a story of what's going on. Uh, who's that guy in Hinge? The Hinge dude who was going on dates. He caught him all in the story. Tinder. 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 Oh, okay. Recognize, One your of those sto- yeah. recognize your inner story. things. Recognize your inner storytelling is locked in overdrive. Um, if so when you get that's con- that'll lead to conspiracy theories. Um, you you know maybe uh, um, you might uh, start going down a dark path that way. So mm. you got to sometimes our story our internal storyteller goes a little bonkers. And, um, and then also the third, so the first one is listen for stories everywhere. Second one, understand when you're vulnerable stories Mm. and then recognize opportunities when stories will assist you and others. So when people are upset or they're emotionally hurting, that's a time for a story. That's how to connect with them. Uh, if somebody's hurt, if they've had a failure, if, they've, if something's gone wrong. And then and then finally, as always, in everything we talk about, it's always uh, you've got to work to get better. Yeah. And you've got to take this. It has to be important. You're going to have to squirrel time away to work on your storytelling.
0: Right. Absolutely. And be aware, you know, that, that you do tell stories more than, than you realize, you know. Um, and... My final points, and uh, I I took these from my friend Kathy clatz guest, who is one of my my play peeps. Uh, there's there's a group of like 15 of us who are play experts in various areas. Not only is she uh, a former um, uh, I don't I don't know if she was a VP, but but she had a very important position in the um, tech world in. Uh, Silicon Valley, and then uh, she became a. I don't know. She, she may have done it at the same time. I don't know, Kath. I'm sorry, I don't know your exact story. Uh, but but she uh, she specializes in speaking skills and adding humor to your stories. She's a, she's also a an awesome professional comedian, and she's uh, you know she's got all kinds of um, letters after her name. So she's she's a big smarty pants, and she's riotously funny. And three main things she says w- with, with stories. Be transparent, which goes back to your vulnerability that uh, you were talking about. And it's, it's being authentic. It, it gets the audience to uh, trust you. Get personal. People buy people. People don't buy companies. You don't want to tell the story of, of a company. You know that, That's not emotional. You want to, and, and you want to emotionalize your endings. You don't want to end with, with data. As she says, data makes for crummy stories. You know, you want to uh, give people an an emotional reason to buy your product, take an action, whatever it is. So it's 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 all about emotions and bringing those those, those people in, whether it's with heartfelt or with humor. So, or heartfelt humor.
1: Yep, absolutely. And uh, the big game going on later on today, and so. You're Even if you're a- listening
0: to this uh, nine months from now, just know that we did this on Super Bowl um, Sunday on in 2022.
1: Not that I'm a Super Bowl fan. Probably a little distracted because I'm watching <laughs> the time because we set a clock. we were going to be done with this before Super Bowl. And looks we like, are. Well, yeah. It looks like we are. So and there'll that- be a lot of backstories today. So oh. just be aware of those. There you
0: go. That's right. Because we're all armchair quarterbacks. Um, all right. That's our story. And we're sticking to it. I'm Rona Lewis.
1: I'm Jeffrey Hansler.
0: And you have been listening and watching Biz Souls. We'll see you later.
1: That's a wrap. Nice job, Rona.
0: Thanks. Not bad yourself.
1: You've been listening to the Biz Souls
0: podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.